Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Rotorol Football Show. I am Patrick Darty, joined Tuesday, December 26th by Mr. Denny Carter, where we are going to break down all the biggest storylines from Week 16. Denny, one of the most elongated weeks in NFL history. We start with a game on Thursday night, three games on Monday, where the NFL just had to crush the NBA into oblivion. Um, yes. So, did the NBA play, or did they just not? Did they just not do it? They they canceled the whole Christmas slate. Yeah. Um, they canceled. I did see Kevin Durant and Luka Doncic going head to head very very late Monday night. That was the only game they started that game at one uh, thirty a.m. Eastern. Time. <laughs> wow, <that's- laughs> so. They didn't want to be competing with the NFL post-game shows. And it, it's crazy because more people were watching a replay of the Ravens game than oh, were watching man. the come on, man. Mavericks game. Oh, come on, man. We're going to get to TJ Hawkinson's injury, Jalen Waddle's high ankle sprain, the Chiefs' ongoing offensive struggles, Jonathan Taylor's pretty uninspiring return, Joe Flacco uh, cooking, quote-unquote, but now facing one of his many revenge games, the New York Jets on a short week. And this is in Denny's words, the Bills, quote, turning into the Falcons. Um, <laughs> the Jaguars' struggles, Bijan, so on and so forth. We're not even get to everything. Dude. We have so many topics. First, though, we wanted to give shouts. We wanted to give props to Brock Purdy, Denny. Yes. Uh, we're not admitting he's good. <laughs> we're admitting <laughs> we're admitting that the man loves the discourse. He's he keeping the discourse going. And in the words of one of my tweets last night, it's, it's quite an innovation to oscillate between MVP frontrunner and complete and total fraud. And just uh, what do you want to say about Brock Purdy and his part in furthering the discourse? Look, as someone whose career is owed to online engagement, I appreciate Brock Purdy making it so that he's either one of the worst quarterbacks in the league or generational in in every way. And and no one quite knows which one. And there is no in between, by the way. He never no in between. He never performs in between those two extremes. And last night, of course. He looked like he should be the team's third-string quarterback, oh, Sam Darnold. I'm sorry, Sam Darnold comes in and instantly looks better. And instantly takes a third-down sack oh. and gets them out of first and goal where I needed one Christian McCaffrey touchdown to finally make the finals in our long-running dynasty yeah, league. Yeah. And guess what happens next? I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that, Pat. But also, Sam Darnold looked pretty darn good is what I'll say. And so, so yeah, so the discourse is lively. We, we, we appreciate Brock Purdy for never relenting uh, in his uh, mission to make sure we talk about nothing else online except for Brock Purdy. 
And by the way, the discourse is about to get supercharged. Trent Williams dealing with a groin injury. Sounds like he could miss time. Um, the last time that happened, Brock Purdy uh, was a plumber. Um, that, that was the official NFL definition from Next Gen Stats, by the way. They grade your stats, your yeah. advanced stats. And his stats from the three games that Trent Williams were out were plumber. Plumber. So, it just says yeah, plumber. Right. It says plumber on his – they don't put any <laughs> stats or anything on the page. It just and, said plumber. I mean, but we we have talked about, on a slightly more serious note, we have talked about the fact that uh, the 49ers are an injuries-off team. Yes. Um, where, like the Dolphins, any any Shanahan-style system yes. 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 is the, the perfect EPA machine as long as every single player is perfectly healthy. As soon as one player is injured – it all tends to go to hell. And so you lose Trent Williams and now you wonder, can the 49ers, are they even like a Super Bowl competitor at this point without Trent Williams? It's true, but it's true. It's a real, it's a real question. You say any player, uh, you know, they're, they're watching the game Monday night football. Troy Aikman's like, that looks like Kyle Ustrick just suffered a very minor, minor ankle sprain there, Joe. Probably not a big deal for the 49ers. We'll see what happens. And they never win another game. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah, right. Never. So, so it, it's, it's a little. It's a very sensitive system, uh, and so Purdy struggling with stingers, two stingers in a row. Yeah, that's bizarre. It is. It is weird. He was cleared to go back in, but Shanahan said he ain't reading all that, no. and he kept Darnold in the game. Which, uh, yeah, hey, look, does it raise questions? <laughs> I, don't. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. Stop it. Stop you it. tell me. He Shanahan was definitely trying to. I don't know if he's an investor in X. But he was definitely trying to generate something by leaving Darnold in the game for no reason. Yeah, right, right, exactly. Yeah, uh, I'm sure. I'm sure X had a record football engagement last night when uh, Shanahan. I mean, basically, like a Purdy came in and was like, "Hey, I'm I'm good to go." By the way, and Shanahan was like, that. "You're not. You're not. Not by my book, kid." Very much right in front of the ESPN cameras. I will say they get the Commanders for Week 17. Um, so even if Trent Williams is out, they could get right. Out of week 18 against the Rams, that's been a weird grudge match. Not weird. Divisional grudge match between McVay and Kyle Shanahan. So they're going to be tested these final two weeks with the injuries and the struggles. Well, the, you know, if they're playing Jacoby Brissett's commanders, that's a whole new thing. This is going to be a whole new ballgame. We might get to that later in the show. We'll get What's the fallout, Denny, from TJ Hawkinson, the biggest injury of the week? So far, the latest update we have is just that it looks not good. By the right. time hearing the show, he could have an official MRI, an official diagnosis, Basically, it does not seem like he's going to be playing for Week 17. Uh, I couldn't I'm trying to remember. Is he on the Vikings or the the, the Lions? <laughs> no, there's no he's way to totally, that. totally merged in my mind. And it, especially since they're always playing, it's right. like because uh, he has a revenge game against the Lions in Week 18. At the very least, it does not seem like T.J. Hawkinson is going to play Week 17 against the Packers. Denny, what is the fallout mm-hmm. for this Vikings offense that has been? Really, really wild under Nick Mullins. A lot of pass attempts, a lot of dead doves, a lot of yards, though, a lot of touchdowns. What does it mean if TJ Hawkinson is yeah, out against that, the Packers? Uh, that throw again from Mullins to end the game was something else. That was, was no bit, no hyperbole, one of the worst throws I've ever seen in the NFL. I mean, did it please tell me it slipped out of his hand? Please. <laughs> I'm I'm begging someone to confirm. <laughs> Just please, uh, if if a Vikings beat writer is listening to this, can you please say, Nick, tell us that it slipped because that it could that could not have been a real throw. Didn't, didn't your your dad sits you down and is patting your head very softly? Thirty <laughs> nine year old Denny Carter Rivers, it slipped, son, it slipped. Don't worry. 
I'm 40. Oh, it slipped. It slipped. Don't Nick Mullins would never do that on purpose. <laughs> I mean, it just it slipped. looked unbelievable. All right. So here's the fallout. So uh, Jordan Addison is struggling with what has been deemed the lowest ankle sprain it's quite in low. Vikings history. So um, low, it's not even worth mentioning. I mean, it's and, more, but, normal height. So if Addison's out and Hawkinson's not going to play this week, so no. um, and probably done for the year. Uh, if if that's happening, then KJ Osborne just becomes like a locked and loaded, like almost probably I don't know, upwards of ten target type of guy here. Um, with with Addison missing some of that game and then Hawkinson missing, uh, Osborne uh, saw seven targets, caught five for ninety five yards against the Lions. Uh, ran a route on uh, 89% of, of the dropbacks. Uh, and then we have, uh, I, ha- I got to mention, I got to mention a, t- a, a sicko tight end, uh, Johnny Mundt. Oh, yeah. M-U-N-D-T. This is a, this is a real person. I've confirmed it. Uh, I've marked him several times over the years in our CMS. Yep. Yeah, he's a marker. Uh, he he came in and, and ran a good number of routes when, when Hawkinson was out. Saw three targets, caught one for 23. So, yeah, Johnny Mundt season. And you have KJ Osborne season, but mostly you have Justin Jefferson getting 20 targets against a really, 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 really bad Joe Barry defense and the Green Bay Packers. Oh, one that wow. just sparked the basically the first actual good game of Bryce Young's career, which we're hoping to get to later in the show as well. And a quick note, uh, there's something to keep an eye on in dynasty leagues. The exact kind of player you should maybe try to like get on the cheap is KJ Osborne is heading to free agency. And he's the kind of guy every time he's been forced to play, like he immediately is PPR scamming to like high heaven. Um, kind of like a, I try to think of analogs in the past, like Emmanuel Sanders. That's like over 10 years ago. You know, he never quite got his stats in Pittsburgh, but like teams really wanted him when he got to free agency. And I'm not saying KJ Osborne's anywhere near that level. I mean, he's the kind of person you should maybe try to get for the, on the cheap um, in your dynasty leagues. There you go. And th- this is the kind of show that you should not get on the cheap and listen to in full. When we return right after this, this holiday season, get the fantasy fan in your life, the exclusive Rotoworld draft guide bundle featuring expert analytics, player insights, and season long tools. Get all three of the draft guides for one low price. Go to NBCSports.com slash holiday bundle and use promo code holiday 23 at checkout to receive 25% off and a $10 fanatics gift card. Dogs are an important part of our lives. That means protecting them from parasites. Ask your vet about NextGuard Plus. Afoxiloner, Moxidectin, and Pyrantal chewable tablets. NextGuard Plus Chews provide one-and-done monthly protection against fleas, ticks, heartworm disease, roundworms, and hookworms. Plus, they're delicious and easy to give. Use with caution in dogs with a history of seizures or neurologic disorders. Dogs should be tested for existing heartworm infection prior to starting a preventive. Ask about NextGuard Plus Chews. Start clean with Clorox, because Clorox delivers a powerful clean... Every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. (laughs) Well. Ooh, yeah. That happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. So you mentioned Jalen Waddles, or excuse me, you were mentioned Jordan Addison's ankle sprain and how it's so low. You know, they bring out several government officials. They bring out several people from the Mayo Clinic. You know, it is in Minnesota. Uh, they sit him on stage, kind of awkward. They give him a full medical exam yeah, on stage, Jordan Addison. 
And, you know, official after official after official says it's low. I frankly, I didn't know they could get this low. Yeah, great. Uh, we have really bad news for the Dolphins where they admit that it's high for Jalen yeah, Waddle. When, yeah, when a team <laughs> when a team comes right out and says, yeah, yeah, it's a high ankle sprain. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Is Jalen Waddle going to play again this year? What, what's going on with Jalen Waddle and what's the fallout for the final two games of the season? My, my immediate reaction, I, I'm no doctor, Ben, but my re- when, when a team comes out and immediately just concedes, all right, all right, it's high, it's a high ankle sprain, I immediately assume multiple weeks, yes. like, like many weeks. So my assumption, the way I'm operating, is that Waddle is done for the year. Um, and maybe my maybe, kidding aside, my assumption is that like he's really racing to get healthy for the wild card round. Like that yeah. week, he's like the person we're blurbing all week in wild card week. Yeah, right. We we have 22 blurbs on him. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. So excited about that. But um, you know, with him with him sidelined last week uh, against the Cowboys. Uh, Achan and Cedric Wilson uh, ran more routes. Uh, Cedric Wilson is kind of the one-for-one one replacement as far as like snaps go for for Waddle. Uh, I think Achan could could see more you know action as, as far as targets go. He really hasn't been super involved uh, as of late. And then I wanted to mention that Durham Smythe, he's a tight end, mm-hmm. uh, saw a season high five targets last week against Dallas. He ran eighty percent of the routes with Waddle out. That's way higher than his usual. Uh, route rate so you know he's uh it see it would seem that Durham Smythe would see a little bit of a bump here but really like Tyreek just dominates to the point where we we want someone else to be relevant like we we want to just dig and dig until we find like the skeleton key ah yes I found the other dolphin who can be relevant <laughs> it just it just doesn't happen yeah there, so if you survived into the fantasy finals of Jalen Waddle there, there's no plug and play replacement in Miami no um, DFS, there's really no one. You're like, we got to jam Braxton Berrios in there. He makes the he makes the money work today. There's just no point. I, I think, like you said, I think it just filters down even more to Tyree Kill is the real end result, and hopefully Devin Achan. I think I think Achan is is a beneficiary. Yeah, he has to be, oh, man, because. Uh, Devin Achan, it's it's all caught up with him, hasn't it? He didn't do anything against the Cowboys. I think maybe he only had one catch against the Cowboys. He did. Only two targets. Uh, Mostert is banged up with the knee. Um, you know, he'll probably play, I'm guessing. But uh, Achan is is seeing most of the, the passing down work, the two-minute drill stuff. You know, and honestly, like, uh, Dolphins playing the Ravens, I've – they're not going to be in a position to run the ball. So Achan could be, could be, you know, kind of pleasant rather than a guy who you plug in and and try, try to plug your nose and not, not to actually smell it while you do it. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Uh, (laughs) You (laughs) mentioned Raheem Mostert's knee injury, which just reminded me if I were Taron Armstead, I may not have body weight tackled my own RB one. That was weird. That was very weird. He, he did like the Tony Siragusa. It looked like he was like flopping on him. I guess clearly he had just fallen and couldn't uh, regain his momentum, but as a man, <laughs> could, you uh, could land a little softer on your RB1 there, Terrence. Right, the guy who's going for the NFL record. In <laughs> yes. yes, so that was – man, boy, the Dolphins, they are lucky they got that win because now they're oh. banged up. At two really, really tough games, the Ravens and Bills to end the season. And the Bills you know, are like a feral animal trying to clinch this playoff spot. The Dolphins had to win that Cowboys game. It's a shame they might end up at eleven and six, and they've been better than an eleven and six team this year. But ha- happy for them, they won that game. I don't have to like have any weird like playoff sweat or anything like that. Maybe they wouldn't even have had a playoff sweat even if they had lost. 
but they really needed to win that game. And they did win that game. Who really needs to win a game, do anything positive or fun, Denny, is the Kansas City Chiefs, where yeah. the wheels just fell all the way off against the Raiders on Christmas Day. And they've been playing – the Raiders every week have been basically the definition of a tough out under Antonio Pierce. Like, I mean, they scored 63 points <laughs> two weeks ago. They've just been playing really, really inspired football. They've been playing like the ultimate interim coach football. Oh, yeah. Like, they were playing so hard for this man. I can't believe – I don't think they're going to reach Bisaccia Antonio Pierce. I think they're going to keep Antonio Pierce. Which I, I is – it is dangerous because – you get that post-firing high from like a tyrant like Josh McDaniels, and you can keep it going for a while. But it's like a lot of times when teams hit on that situation, hit on 17 in that situation, it doesn't turn out well. But we're not here to talk about the Raiders. We're here to talk about the Chiefs. Uh, Mahomes, man, Danny, Mahomes has not had more than two passing touchdowns since October 22nd. Uh, he has rarely appeared to be part of the problem, of course. He didn't look very good against the Raiders yesterday, though, and – what what is the latest on the Chiefs' offensive struggles? Is Mahomes? I wonder now if he's like things have curdled enough with his supporting cast. Like if he's starting to change his style of play, if he's like pressing, yeah, like struggling as a result. What is going on with the Chiefs? Yeah, so I, I actually think that you know you you hit it on the head. There is that Mahomes has is turned into like Superman mode every single play, um, and that that can't work. You know, like when there are no easy throws. Nothing on time, you know, nothing where he just, you know, drops back five steps and steps into one and zips it for 12 yards and a first down. There's none of that. Okay. It's, it's, you know, drops back, scrambles. Everybody's doing their freelance thing. Maybe Kelsey at 34, 35, whatever he is, is not, you know, quite, quite able to freelance the way that he used to in this, in this offense. And then the rest of the receivers, Rasheed Rice is fine, but everybody else is. Terrible. So uh, I, I I do think that he has entered a mode where he feels like he has to bail out the the team every single drop back, and um, I, I it reminds me of the way that the Bucks uh, um, exposed oh. Mahomes and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl in the COVID Super Bowl year, uh, where he had to do that. Like there were there were no on on time plays in that entire game against the Bucks. And he still played phenomenally. Well. Yes, he did. Right. And and so, but then you get a, a game like yesterday where Pat, the Chiefs were dead last in EPA per play yesterday against the Raiders, as right. far as it, uh, in in week seven, week sixteen, dead last. Uh, that's uh, you know, as of like two three weeks ago, that was unimaginable. As of last year, that was unimaginable for sure. Uh, so they they they're they're in scramble mode. I I would I would say that you know they're they're not a contender at this point like no. they're they're not I, I i don't believe that they can get through any of them of you know they can't get past the ravens i actually okay. do think they're a contender just solely because they have the two things they have like the two things that are always an x factor in the playoffs they have an elite defense yeah. and they do have like a god mode quarterback where even though it's been ugly the past few weeks i mean is anyone really surprised if mahomes is just suddenly god mode and like the wild card round, the divisional round. So that's why I really just cannot – maybe I, I'm just like a, a, a prisoner of the past five-year Chiefs moment. I just can't rule out the Chiefs, even though it's been so ugly. I think like you go in the playoffs with a playmaking quarterback and an elite defense, you are going to have a chance. But it, it's just – I struggle to see 
how the defense can compensate um, without like some fluky like defensive scores or special team scores. Early, yesterday, it would need early turnovers, no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, yesterday the, the Raiders had a, a drop back EPA of negative point four five, which means that they lost <laughs> almost half a point every single time they dropped back. And Pat, they won the game easily. So our guy Brandon Staley is an absolute shambles. <laughs> After Aiden O'Connell generated 63 points and got him fired. And then the next week had a negative EPA. I, I mean, but I mean, like, like an astoundingly negative EPA yes. and, and a league low. I, I, I don't, they, what they did is the chiefs, they traded Tyreek Hill for defensive uh, uh, strength. And um, they're very frustrated about it. Well, and won a Super Bowl. I know. I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> I know. I know. They, 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 they need their receiver short. It, sometimes the obvious analysis is correct. They were receiver short last year and just happened to get away with it. Uh, was very surprised they did not. Yeah, after they didn't get a receiver at the trade deadline last year, it's like, all right, the Chiefs are finally going to get a receiver this offseason. And then they just take another day two rookie, and that's like their solution. And it, it's weird because the day two rookie has been way better than the day two rookie they took last year and Sky Moore. But I, I just keep coming back to imagine Adam Thielen. On this Chiefs team. Imagine DJ Shark on this Chiefs I mean, but, but really imagine. I know. I know. You know, uh, that's what John Lennon was talking about. DJ Shark on the on the Chiefs. <clears throat> John Lennon liked to think big. You know what he's really thinking, actually. Huh. Uh, John John Lennon, no, no, not making sense. He's not alive. But what John Lennon is actually imagining at this moment is Justin Jefferson on the Chiefs in 2024. Oh, that's what I'm imagining. Yeah. Imagine all the people. Imagine, about that. They, imagine all the triggered people once the Chiefs, <laughs> Justin Jefferson, the AFC West would never, ever recover. Denny, I will never, ever recover from Jonathan Taylor coming back and rushing 18 <laughs> times for only 43 yards. <laughs> he thankfully did get a touchdown. Uh, there, were, there was not much doing for Jonathan Taylor in one of the most important games of the year, a Really dispiriting loss to Art Smith's Falcons. The uh, Colts are hanging around for a playoff because the, the Texans lost also. The Jaguars lost. They can still make the playoffs, but that aforementioned Raiders defense now is on tap for the Colts in Week 17. What do we tell the people about Jonathan Taylor heading into the fantasy finals? Not kidding. Like Not trying to say that most people who had Jonathan Taylor probably are eliminated. He, what, yeah. what do we say about his prospects? For week so 17? here – Here's uh here's how I experienced the Jonathan Taylor thing. Okay, first I, I wrote him up. I he was the cover guy for the uh, funnel defense report last week. Okay, because folks, the Falcons are run funnel. All right, so he has the backfield to himself. I'm I'm hyped. I'm getting. I'm all all you know in, in uh D, DFS. I am in on Taylor. And this is how I experienced it. I'm at a Christmas Eve party, and I'm checking my phone. And I'm like, oh, dang, Jonathan Taylor has nine and a half fantasy points in the first quarter. Let's go. Yes. We're going. We're going for 40 today. That's what we're doing. And I checked a while later, and he's still at nine and a half. So, so. what you missed. So, Denny, he had needed his time off on Christmas Eve was in the early slate. He worked in the late slate. Very thankful you did those two games for us. Yeah. What you missed when you were at the party was even while he was scoring, our Slack chat being like, Taylor stuffed on first and goal. Taylor stuffed on second and goal, period. Looks horrible, period. <laughs> Taylor thankfully gets in on third and goal. 
So you missed the state of the scenes that in we were we were we were not hyped by it looked it looked good to me. I mean, like I was like I was like, give me another mimosa, man. We're 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 winning this whole thing. I have I have the Heineke Pitts Taylor correlation. Here we go, and that that didn't work. Santa Claus didn't come, did he? No, he didn't. He didn't. He's real though, just so the kids real, but. Please Jonathan smoke. Taylor, he had 18 of 21 running back carries against Atlanta, 2.4 yards per carry. That's not great. Uh, 41% route rate, which is also pretty bleak. He split that role with someone named Tyler Goodson, who is <laughs> a real football player. Um, the good thing, hey, here's something that will make you feel better, Pat. Um, Jonathan Taylor saw all three uh, goal line snaps for the for the Colts. <laughs> I hadn't, hadn't heard that. <laughs> <laughs> So he had the the usage was good. No, it really actually wasn't. Now the fact the fact that the fact that he's not running like sixty or seventy or eighty percent of the routes that that stinks. Man. That just that just lops off any sort of PPR upside. Right this guy is having his Christian McCaffrey like moment in the wilderness where it's back to back years where he just can't stay healthy, and people will justifiably be kind of gun shy next year. But I feel like we still haven't seen. Anything to suggest that if this guy does stay healthy, like he won't just be an utter dominator. Just get Jonathan healthy, Jonathan Taylor healthy for 2024. Please, the fantasy football gods. The fantasy football gods have informed me we have to take a quick break. We will be right back after this. This Sunday night, postseason position is on the line, and another chapter of an NFC North rivalry will be written. Watch as Jordan Love and the Packers travel to Minnesota for a battle of Justin Jefferson and the Vikings. Coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on NBC and Peacock. And also, don't forget, find another way to celebrate the holiday season by being a part of Premier League festive fixtures. We're in the midst of a 13-day, 29-match run on NBC, USA, and Peacock. So make sure to check out all the thrilling moments from creative set pieces to scorching shots and amazing saves. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Denny, not a bit. I will be watching a lot of the festive fixtures um, do you know a Premier League team? Premier League, that includes a team, Barcelona? No, no. I mean, no. it's a little confusing because they are annual Champions League fixtures. Oh. Uh, the Premier League oh, oh, oh. is it's Premier the English, English. The English Domestic League, yes. Right, right, right. Engl- the English team. So they, you have teams like London. Yeah. <laughs> London's always in the mix. <laughs> London is always in the mix. Uh, Teams so, like that. So is Birmingham. <laughs> so is so Luton Town. Um, every <laughs> once in a while, there's some teams from Wales in there. All right. All um, right. Yes. Uh, from really hey, festive. Did, did you see pro rugby's coming to the United States? I didn't, actually. Yeah. I, all the trend pieces I see lately are on cricket, which oh. I, I can attest to. There's been a lot of immigration to America from Pakistan and India over the yeah. past few decades. And I see in my in my town in Missouri, there's a growing Indian population. And every week there's a they have like a big cricket day at one of the local parks. And it's yeah. quite the scene. Um, so uh, no, I, anyways, no, I haven't heard about the rugby thing. Everything <laughs> I know about. <laughs> <laughs> well, r- r- I'm thinking about getting into it as a, as a hipster thing. Um, and, uh, everything I know about rugby, I've learned from, uh, my, my online buddy, Neil Dutton, oh, yeah. uh, who works for oh, Rotoviz yeah. and also Ben baby, the Bengals, uh, oh. the beat writer, who's a big, uh, cricket guy. So, uh, we, uh, we, I appreciate those guys for keeping me, keeping me up to date, honestly, on cricket. 
Neil Dutton, the Liverpool Liverpudlian fan. Um, Is that what they're called? I believe so. Oh, wow. Um, He's a friend of the show. He's a friend of the site. He's a great guy. Find him on Twitter. Uh, You know who else is a great guy? Denny. Uh, Joseph Vincent Flacco for keeping fantasy seasons afloat, for letting me stream him in advance this weekend. He's just a peach. He's a gym. He's really, really been cooking. One of the best starts of his entire career on Christmas Eve. Now he's on a short week. He's facing... Uh, what's the uh, bird of a different feather, a horse of a different color, and the New yeah. York Jets, who, despite all their foibles, remain an elite pass defense. Yeah. What do we think of Jolton Joe Flacco for Week 17? Right. So every waiver wire piece this week, I mean, it should have been two weeks ago, honestly, but every waiver wire piece this week is going to say, not ours, by the way, is going to say, you got to get Flacco and you got to start him because he's throwing for 400 yards a game, folks. And so people are going to do that. And they're going to be devastated because this is this is a horrible, horrible spot. This game, this Browns Jets game, profiles to be hideous for fans. It does. It does. Hideous. Okay. Uh, so I, I I don't think that you need to start Flacco. Like if you so you it's it's been fun. You've been starting the last few weeks. Whatever. It's time to look elsewhere. So that's what I would say about Flacco against the Jets. The Jets are the Jets are horrifying against uh, horrifyingly effective. I should say against the pass. Denny, the initial total for this game is 35 and a half. Good grief. By the way, I've been covering Thursday night football all year, but now you have to do it this week. Oh, I can't uh, wait, folks. You've got to do it. Denny's pitching in on Thursday night football this week, and yeah, you're going to see a humdinger. But I am I am making overtime. Around. You are? Yeah, yeah you are. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, I'll get back to you on that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're making all your, your dad's overtime's real, son. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, Everybody overtime's, gets it. Overtime's real, so <clears throat> it is a shame. What, should I start Joe Flacco against the New York Jets on Thursday night or Derek Carr? Oh, no, I have this answer, I already answered it. I have to start Derek Carr against yeah, the Yeah, you Bucks. do. Ugh, man. I, How do I tell I, my brother-in-law this? Yeah, I know. Yeah, you're going to have to. Yeah, you 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 got you guys got to adjust your thinking because this the, the Browns have, have had like a pretty good schedule. Um, but the Jets are uh, another ball game entirely. I will say, okay, all right, I am going to say just just this as a caveat. Both the Browns and the Jets run a lot of plays per game. We've talked about that. Yeah. If we get – it could still be ugly, but if we get a ton of plays on each side, Flacco could make me look kind of silly here. I mean, it is weird. He has rocked a few tough matchups too. And his saving grace, like you have pointed out, uh, just not that you point out that it was a hard observation to make, but just amazingly run heavy since Joe Flacco, or excuse me, pass heavy yeah. since Joe Flacco has taken over under center. And I think part of that, just watching the game, I've seen several rounds games in a row. Jerome Ford and Cream Hunter is like out of gas. Yeah, they're, 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 they're not part of the game at all. No, no, they're totally out of gas. They both just look like they're dead legged. Like Cream Hunt, you know, is an aging veteran mm-hmm. who wore, he wore down last year. That's why they didn't resign him until so mm-hmm. late in the offseason. And Jerome Ford has never handled these kind of workloads. He just seems out of gas. So I, I guess if for some reason you'd have to play Joe Flacco on a super flex or two QB. I mean, he has he, his his season low for attempts was Sunday, and it was forty two. Yeah. Okay. Look. Look. I just. I just. I just found something. You know. You. The best research is done during a podcast. It's true. It's true. <laughs> because it's because there's an urgency behind it. Like like I got I got to check myself in real time. And I just checked myself, and folks, I, I I regret to inform you that the Jets Browns projects to 
have the most plays of week 17. Most that 35 and a half total is very disturbing. Uh, it is. It is. But I mean, you, you talk about, you know, the, the, the Browns are, uh, I think 12% over their expected drawback rate Man. since Blacko took over, which is crazy. Like 5% over is, is pass heavy. Okay. 12% is otherworldly. So I guess even if Flacco stinks, I, I I guess I guess he could he could still do two fifty and a couple touchdowns maybe. Yeah, yeah, that's probably. That, I think that's what it's, it's a classic adjust your expectations. I don't think the bottom's going to fall all the way out because he's the passing game and the running game. By the way, he's not the literal running game. You want to no. know Joe Flacco's rushing stats? Yeah, yeah, run? give it to me. Yes, seven carries for negative one yards. All right, all right. His, hey. his long rush, his his game high for rushing is one. Only uh, only 80s kids will understand what it's like to have to play in the NFL at uh, in your late 30s. Yeah, in your late 30s. Th- and, and only 80s kids understand what it's like for a quarterback to literally never run the ball. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, like, it never uh, used to happen? No, it did not happen. It was, it was like John Elway was like an alien freakazoid. Right. Uh, like uh, any any dual threat quarterback in the 90s was like, well, what? what? What what is this? Why doesn't he play the real game? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, they, they used to say that people don't remember. Steve, they used to say that about Steve Young. They say, they used, you know? Elway, sure, Elway, real good. I've never seen anyone better at losing the Super Bowl. Yeah. Oh, like he, he gets to a lot of Super Bowls, but he doesn't seem to be able to win them. Yeah. That, that's curious. Uh, uh, Steve Young, when he took over from Montana, I remember one of the criticisms was in a totally different media landscape. Obviously, yeah, yeah, but yeah. one of the criticisms was. You know, hey, this 49ers team was meant for a drop back quarterback. He can't be running around gaining 15 yards on the ground. That doesn't work. He can't be annihilating the Los Angeles Chargers in the Super Bowl, then known as San Diego. Uh, man, by the way, the CBS crew had, I'm sorry to call out CBS crew, but they had some doozies uh, about Brock Purdy versus Lamar before Lamar. Uh, Embarrassed party. <laughs> That's uh, not surprising. <laughs> Dogs are an important part of our lives. That means protecting them from parasites. Ask your vet about NexGuard Plus, a Foxaloner, Moxidectin, and Pyrantal chewable tablets. NexGuard Plus chews provide one and done monthly protection against fleas, ticks, heartworm disease, roundworms, and hookworms. Plus, they're delicious and easy to give. Use with caution in dogs with a history of seizures or neurologic disorders. Dogs should be tested for existing heartworm infection prior to starting a preventive. Ask about NextGuard Plus Chews. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... The charcoal mess. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? Uh, Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. (laughs) No, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. We'll move on. You know what has been surprising? Is yeah, the Bills turning into the Falcons. Uh, what's going on? With yeah, the Bills offensive approach. Why? Why? <laughs> why? First of all, it didn't really work. They almost lost to the Chargers on Peacock. Uh, I mean, it worked really well in Week 15. It seemed like maybe they stuck with it a little too zealously against Los Angeles. Uh, they yeah. are playing the New England Patriots. I'm assuming they're just going to do it again this week, though, Denny. What is going on with the Bills' offensive approach? That's exactly right. This approach is not going anywhere, and so. We'll get to Stefan Diggs in a second, but um, 
the Bills' expected dropback rate over the past two weeks is fifty percent. And by expected, uh, you know, folks say, "Well, whose expectations?" I say, "Well, my dad's expectations, which you can never meet." But uh, <laughs> you've been planning that one. Yeah, well, I, I, I've actually used that a few times. But, um, <laughs> you've been planning. That but one. Uh, the what it means is like it's like you know uh, game scripts, like if they're ahead or behind, it's that. It's that sort of calculation. That's the expectation. So 50% expected. They, they Their actual dropback rate pad has been 37% over those two games. That is wild. And that, that wild. effectively destroys fantasy value for Stefan Diggs. For I know Gabe Davis just went off, but that yeah, came curious. off. Steph Diggs just went nuclear for me, Denny, and yet you say they don't pass. What do you mean he went? You mean Gabe Davis? Yeah. Sorry, did I say Steph? I yeah, you Gabe. said Steph Diggs. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking about man, I was felt like such a sucker for playing Gabe in my dynasty league semifinals, but I knew the matchup was good and it was good. It, was, it good. was good. But but okay, so everybody basically in this offense now has to get it done on very limited uh, target volume, and so you have you have Diggs now. People are are wondering, can I play him in fantasy championship week? And I th- I think depending on the construction of your team, I think it's a fair question. I really do. He will probably have to be in there, if, if nothing else, as your wide receiver three. But everything you just said is true. And I mean, he's been giga and mega and slumping. Kyle texting me what to say since like, <laughs> week, since like week six. And yeah, this, there's, there's, there's no way this run-heavy approach is going away against the Patriots. But the, the, the Bills are probably dreading this Patriots game so much. Yeah. Like, like, like they're so close to completing this turnaround. Now they got to play Bill Belichick. Yeah, and they had his number a few times, but he's had their number a few. I just, you know, they are not looking forward to playing this game. Oh no, and they're going to play scared, which they shouldn't. They actually should go pedal to the metal. That's when they have success against the Patriots. It's when they blow them off the field. But I think yeah. they're going to play right into Bill's hands and try to go super run heavy. Yeah, no, the Bills are playing not to lose. That, that, yeah. that, that's for sure. Like against the Chargers, the whole game plan was: look, we may not win, but we won't lose today. Uh, and it, it they, and they, and you know, they almost blew it. Like, really, that would have been one of the biggest upsets in my memory. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, they, uh, they should go pedal the middle against the Pats. But they're so they're scared. The Bills are a very scared team. It, it, here's the thing: they weren't scared when they had nothing else to lose, right? And now they have something to lose, so now they're scared again. And that's the way the Eagles. The Eagles are another team, so scared. They're playing yeah. so scared. Like that's how Sean McDermott has always played. By the way, he's the most tilted coach in the NFL, whose name is not Brandon Staley. He coaches so, 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 so tilted. Yeah. Oh always. no. Yeah, but uh, he is. He uh, McDermott. I mean, gosh, you, you got to think that his time has run out. Um, it has. Yeah. They they really do need to mix that. He's reached to like his John Fox and Denver moment, like. They can't waste any more years of this insane window. And it has been a waste. It, waste is strong. They like win a playoff game every year, but uh, it hasn't been enough. It has not been enough. With Josh out. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, yeah, he's done. And uh, and the Bills, but the Bills, yeah, so so lots of volume for, for James Cook. I know it didn't exactly work out. Uh, but also, Josh Allen's still in play because he runs. So 13 Dalton, rushing yeah. touchdowns. Real quick, I mean, Dalton Kincaid, can you even like look at him? <laughs> like seriously people are questioning stuff on digs dalton kincaid is the one like man am i dropping dalton kincaid in week 17 uh he's not a, he's not a top 12 option that's no. for sure um no. he let's see i mean you're talking uh, dalton kincaid ran <laughs> good grief ran 12 routes against the chargers 12 routes to 11 routes for dawson knox 
So, yeah. folks, I've seen enough. It's Jover for Dolphins. It is Jover. I'm like the tight end 17 or 18. Speaking of Jover, the Jaguars look a little bit worse each passing week. Trevor Lawrence didn't look like he should be playing coming off his concussion Ugh. in week 15. Um, the Jags, who really, really need to win, who are somehow throwing away the AFC South, they're playing the Panthers this week. They're 2-13, and 13, but it feels like a bad matchup because the, the Jags' running game is so dysfunctional. You have to run to beat the Panthers. Trevor Lawrence's supporting cast is super banged up. I guess they're going to beat the Panthers, but are, are the Jags looking kind of dead in the water for fantasy? Dude, they're not beating the Panthers. Let's just be, let's just be honest about it. They're not beating the Panthers? Stop. <laughs> <laughs> this is in the bag for Carolina. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Uh, uh, come on. Jack's fans are down horrific. And <laughs> they are. They're 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 struggling right now. And and rightfully so. Like, you know, Lawrence shouldn't have played. That was pretty obvious. Now he's really banged up. I know that he's a quick healer, all this stuff, whatever. I don't <laughs> I don't believe any of that. But uh, but you know, he he's banged up. You know, Christian the loss of Christian Kirk, I know it sounds this, funny. This young man. It's huge. It it's is a huge. Huge loss. He was their most important offensive player besides Lawrence. And and when they lost him, I feel like that was kind of the beginning of the end. It was it felt like when Houston lost Tank Dell. Like, how can this offense do what it's been doing without Tank Dell? It can't. And and so I I, I don't know what to say about the Jags. Uh, it's the offense is a disaster. The Panthers defense is sneaky, pretty good. It is. Except yeah. against the run, the Jags are seven point. Home favorites is is Travis Etienne going to be like chalk in DFS this week? Or he will be, and for the first time, we're going to have bad chalk. <laughs> we're going to have the, the slappies <laughs> aren't going to get home for the first. Uh, <laughs> Kyle Dvorak is in at one oh seven Eastern. Like, well, the fish get home again on the right. Slack chat. Uh, Etienne fifty two yard touchdown. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's not happening. You're saying? I oh yeah. I mean, I I I, <laughs> I trust the Panthers. To shut down the... Uh, I don't want to trust the fish this week. You better believe I'm playing Travis Etienne. Yeah? I'll be swimming. I, I should I should just shut my mouth sometimes and just play the chalk. I just, play the chalk. I just got to eat eat it, man. Like with Samir White yesterday. Just eat eat the, eat just the take chalk. Your, take your cheap running back points and, and just be quiet about it, Denny. Man, I just got really FOMO over not doing any of the single game slates on Christmas Day. I didn't oh, have time man. to make any lineups. I did so many, and they were all bad. Nevertheless. Yeah, man, I don't know. I probably would have had some 49ers stacks. I faded. So I faded the Niners, and I still got my butt kicked. I am one of those people. I'm still haunted by that CMC first and goal and not scoring. Oh, man. I would have won our Dynasty Semi by one point. Oh. He had just scored one point. I'd be playing Mr. Michael Clay in the finals. One point. I, I needed Kittle to catch one pass in order to get to a championship. And then he had that big catch in the first quarter. And I was like, and I'm good. Yes, like, man. That was the opposite of my experience. I tried to, I really wasn't worrying about it too much until like the very end of the game. I allowed my start. Because so, it didn't look like it was going to come back. And then all of a sudden I had Ayuk also. And he just started going nuts. I was like, yeah. oh, we're live, folks. And then we got the better quarterback in there, Sam Darnold. That's what I'm. (laughs) You took the words right out of my mouth. Sorry. Uh, We've been podcasting too much together this season, Denny. Falcons offense. How did it look with Taylor Heineke back under center? Bijan Robinson, season high, seven receptions on a season high, 10 targets. What are we seeing from Atlanta? Who they're still in the playoff hunt somehow, 29 to 10 over the Colts. Yeah. I mean, you still don't really have uh, Bijan operating as 
a workhorse. And I know, I know that we, we said that maybe Arthur Smith would be shamed into that. Um, but it, it, it did not happen. I'm actually just looking for the box score real quick. He was shamed um, into something. The passing game usage was nuts. Uh, you had, uh, yeah, Robinson with, with 12 carries. Tyler Algier had nine, and most of the green zone was the inside of the 10 work. Scored that touchdown. Um, for the first time all year, Bajan Robinson was, I'm sorry, Algier was efficient. And also you had Corderell Patterson mixing in uh, for seven carries. So 20, 29 carries. And Bijan only had only had twelve of them, um, you know. So that that's not great. But but the the passing game, like you said, I mean, he ran thirty one routes on thirty four dropbacks, saw 10, 10 targets. You know, that's crazy. Uh, you know, so it was it was fine. But like it, Robinson is not ever going to see like eighteen carries in 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 these games unless things get really out of control in favor of the Falcons. There's no counter argument at all and keeping him i had him rb 16 or 17 for week 16 i'm going to keep him right in the exact same zone for week 17 against the chicago bears the man falcons are road dogs oh that might actually set up well for pisha um, bears uh bears are pretty good again have been good against the run they've been good against everything it's quite concerning total yeah, 37 and a half remember when totals used to never ever be below 40 I do. Yeah. It was it was a long time ago in 2021. It was so it was that that end of the Brady Breeze Manning, yeah. Philip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger era. Like you saw, like a 42 and a half total. Like, yikes! Yeah. Um, not targeting that game. Now it's like I got to stack that game. You know, now Josh Allen involved in a 40 and a half total this week. Like what what happened to the game I love? What happened? What happened uh, to the game man, I love? people love it. Apparently, let me tell you, the folks on X oh, and yeah. Threads. They love a low-scoring game. They they, they, do. they don't. They do not want long plays. They do not want exciting touchdowns. They want three yards in a cloud of dust. This is what I'm told over and over and over. Again. What happened to the game? Man, the Giants party to a 41 and a half total this week. That's actually shockingly high. Rams. And we got a lot of topics left. Not a ton of time left, but man, we'll keep going. Anything interesting from the Steelers with Mason Rudolph under center, who fed Mr. George Pickens? George Pickens did a lot of the work. Yeah. Also. You, you said there was a Najee takeover, but it's still a lot of touches for Jalen Warren, though. What did you see from the Steelers' yeah. offense? With so, first of all, yeah, with the passing game, uh, Pickens led the team with a 23% target share against the Bengals, which is solid, but it only comes out to six targets. Uh, his average depth of target was close to 18. So the, the role the role was not different, you know, and, and, and that's still a very volatile, uh, uh, subject-to-variance kind of role. Um, it worked out. It worked out uh, this past week. It's not going to work out most weeks um, because it's just those kind of targets. There's no layups. There's just there are no layups for George Pickens. Uh, I will say importantly, Deontay Johnson has been more or less phased out of 12 personnel in the Pittsburgh offense. Uh, he only played like half of the snaps in 12 personnel against the um, against the Bengals, Allen Robinson and Miles Boykin played uh, <laughs> along with Pickens in the in those uh, in those sets. So that that's weird. I mean, he only ran twenty routes on twenty nine dropbacks. That's that's different different than we're used to seeing. Um, so I guess Pickens is the wide receiver one and got away with it. Uh, but the fact that he's really just not seeing anything intermediate makes me nervous to say like you got to just throw him in there no matter what. 
Yeah, I know. It it does feel like it could go down as one of the ultimate point chasing games of the season. And you know, George Pickens, there there are worse uh, points to chase because he is what you would call a matchup flipper. And so you could go down with the ship, but he could also single handedly resurrect the Titanic against the Seattle Seahawks, who yeah. can be gotten for big plays. Um, so then, just, yeah. yeah, don't be under any illusions of what you're getting with George Pickens. Yeah. And in, in the backfield, you have, uh, uh, Najee with, uh, 19 carries against Cincinnati, uh, Warren with only eight, um, yeah, five that, catches. Yeah. I, right. I, I mean, you know, Warren, six targets, five, five grabs, uh, Najee did not, it looks like he did not have a, he catch. did not catch a ball, Danny. Uh, so that, you know, that is kind of what we expected i guess these roles to be but this whole deal about warren being the starter again like carl devorchek said that's a lie that's that a lie. Was, that was indeed a lie uh you know who had a far more than zero grabs was Brees hall oh. uh, 12 catches on 16 targets 15 targets depending on what your source is it was against the commanders uh, now it's a short week against this elite browns defense on oh, the browns defense hasn't been as elite i would say it hasn't been bad, anywhere close to bad. It hasn't been quite as elite as it was early in the season, I would say. Right. Uh, but still not a good matchup whatsoever for Trevor Simeon and the Jets' offense. Uh, the Breeze thing, is this a one-off? Or is this like them just trying to survive with Trevor Simeon under center? 31 combined targets for Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson against Washington. 31! Should have been and the thing, all the play all year. It should have. It was with Garrett, but not with Brees. This game, this game was weird, man. This game was weird. 90 offensive snaps for the Jets. 90. Okay. Like, just for context, for folks who are not grinding uh, offensive play volume on a weekly basis, like if a team gets to 70, that's that's a lot. That's, that's That's a really good amount. 90 is almost unheard of. So that, that, hence you get just a massive opportunity share for for Brees Hall you know that that's not going to happen again but um the fact that he took over as the only pass catching back like it was Michael Carter for a little while remember that and then it was he was kind of splitting it with um with uh Dalvin Cook couldn't remember his name but now they have uh um they have Izzy, the rookie, Israel Abanaconda uh, you know as the RB2 as a distant RB2 so I mean, Brees Hall PPR wise is locked in. You know that he's he could could be could be real fun. And you know, hey, look, like I said, the Browns opponents tend to log a lot of offensive snaps. We're not going to see ninety, but again, could get to seventy, and that and that that would be really good for a guy like Brees Hall, who is going to absorb a lot of the a lot of the checkdowns. Just really quick, Dalvin Cook had two touches in Week 15. He then had zero in Week 16. So it looks like they're getting a look at Izzy Abanacanda for the final few lost games of the season. And Dalvin, man, he might not be on a roster next year. Pretty sad for a guy who was a very, very good NFL. He chewed up and spit out basically by the running back position. Yeah, I mean, the the chronic shoulder injuries. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, I think we're kind of used, not used to, but we've, we've seen guys last into their 30s in recent years. And so it's just an assumption. Oh, everybody's good until they're 35. That's not true. Like guys fall off a cliff at even at, in their late twenties when they're, when they're getting massive workloads, like the one cook got in Minnesota. You did make an interesting point. It, it was becoming a truism. Like no running back was making it to age 30 anymore. That, that has changed over the past five to six yeah, years yeah. where some are aging better again, like they used to, but it is still the exception to the rule. 
Uh, anything to say about the commander's offense? We don't know if Jacoby Brissett or Sam Howell starting there, or do we? Um, Jacoby Brissett is relieved. Yeah. Sam Howell back-to-back weeks. We got a C-Rod, quote-unquote, takeover in the backfield. <laughs> we don't know if B-Rob yeah. is coming back this week. It's a lot of moving parts in this commander's offense. Anything actionable, Denny Carter? Right. Well, yeah. You look, uh, Chris Rodriguez saw 10 carries to nine carries for Antonio Gibson. He did see all three uh, carries inside the 10 yard line. So he, they, you know, and he's a bigger body back. So they clearly see him as the better short yardage and, and goal line guy. As long as Brian Robinson stays out, I think Rodriguez has some. Touchdown. We we talked before the game. We said we did he get there if, if he gets two touchdowns. He got two touchdowns. He didn't get two touchdowns. We were deciding if I should play C C Rod, Darius Slayton, or J- Jamison Williams in my final flex spot in my dynasty league. And I did go C Rod. And yeah, that's good. I'm quite relieved. Well, I mean, Slayton ended up with a good game, but he did. He got outpointed though by Mr. Rodriguez. Oh, okay. Slayton had 90 yards though. He only had three catches, I believe. Did he have a touchdown? He did. A long okay. time. Yeah. They're all, they're all, there were a lot of points on my bench. I'll say maybe, that. Maybe maybe watch the games. I don't I know. know. I had three <laughs> people on my bench. I had DeMar- it's a 14 team dynasty league. So before and it's 24 man roster. So this is a huge league. That is, um, yeah. So the the benches can look quite strange, but to say I had a lot of KJ Osborne, um, Demarcus Robinson, wow. and Darius Slayton points on my bench. That's yeah, that is that is a lot of a lot of points. Hey, By the way, uh, Jerry Jacoby- Judy. Uh, Jacoby Brissett. For, I want to say Sam Howell. I want to shout out to Sham, Sam Howell for, by almost every measure, becoming the worst quarterback in the NFL of all time? Question mark. <laughs> this season for sure. Been crazy. Um, I mean, he's he's gone from in October. You were like, okay, yeah, they have they have their starter. You like their short term starter. To now, they can't possibly have him play next year. No, they like you got to figure out something because this guy is maybe a backup, maybe. So anyway, he's terrible. He, he's the next Minshew. He is the next Minshew. Uh, he's, he's way worse than Minshew. That, he's got to cut down on the turnovers. That is hugely insulting to Gardner Minshew. It kind of, but he, it's sort of a Minshew trajectory where I feel like he's been totally overexposed as a starter. But if if he gets like the memo, like you are a backup, like if you have to play for us, your goal is to not turn the ball over. Your goal is to attempt 25 passes a game. Maybe he can get on the Minshew because that is what happened to Minshew before he became one of the best backups yeah. in the league. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, 79% completion rate this season, 12.3 adjusted yards per attempt, which is insane. Uh, three touchdowns, no interceptions. I am going to say ridiculous things about Jacoby Brissett uh, on Thursday's show if he gets the starting nod against the 49ers. The Jacoby Brissett, back by weeks, has basically been in real time tweeting, curious that I haven't been playing. when <laughs> uh, He averages 41 yards per attempt. He, man. yeah, he throws the ball to the best players on the team. He does. Well, yeah, man, what a uh, Terry McLaurin is. He's got to write a book. About yeah, what during his time in Washington, it's been quite a crime. We have one final topic. I don't know if we should let you talk about this one. Someone on our show sheet. This is a very dismissive uh, bullet point on our show sheet. It just says Bryce Young has one good game. Oh. Uh, who Bryce Young has good game once. So why did you put that? I um, you put that. I did. He had one. He had a good game once. It was against Joe Barry's defense, so it barely even counts. But he did look a lot better. He was operating far quicker, but the arm still did not look good. But he was operating far faster and more decisively. He, it was the best he had looked all year. Unsurprisingly, the the, sure. the eye test matched the box score. But I mean, playing the playing the Jags this week, another really bad pass defense. What is the state of the Bryce Young Union as we wrap up today's Rotor World Football Show? 
I'm I, like clearly the Panthers don't want to be even like a balanced team, you know, like, like I, I ideally like, okay. Against the Falcons in week 15, they were 19% under their expected dropback rate Oof. last week against the Packers. They were 5% under. So they, they, they want to establish that they want to remain uh, run heavy. I mean, look, I will say uh, Bryce Young had, you know, in his one good game against uh, Joe Barry, uh, he was third in completion rate over expected. So he did look, I'm going to, you got to hand it to him. He had a good game. He had a solid game and uh, you're not starting with fantasy, but if he can keep up this sort of play, you know, he keeps Thielen alive as a fantasy option, I guess sort of maybe DJ Chark, I, you know, DJ Chark, hey, look, third most air yards on the week. We got that going for us. Yet another DJ Shark revenge game this week, too. He's becoming one of those guys where every team mm. in the league gets a revenge game. Oh, my goodness. Against the Jacksonville Jaguars. You're but right. um, The absolute bare minimum for Bryce Young. So the first thing you do when you're a good player is have good games and good matchups. Mm-hmm. Bryce Young did have one against the Packers. He has to have one again against the Jaguars. Like. Had for any momentum heading into yeah. this offseason, he has to have a good game against the Jaguars. This you, you and he, and he could. I mean, this Jags defense has slowly collapsed. You know, it, it it's not. I mean, I I was afraid to play people against the Jacksonville offense uh, defense. Uh, you know, as of I don't know November. So not anymore. The, the Jag this Jags team is just imploding. This is what like a real deal implosion looks like. And there's been a lot of factors, some of them beyond their control with injury. But this is an old-fashioned implosion from the Jaguars, and this d- division should not have been uh, up for grabs. And they've just been playing so poorly for a month. We were playing very well today. Very good show, for Mr. Denny Carter. Going to be a very good article from the regression files heading into the fantasy finals. The hard to believe the fantasy season is ending this week. Mm-hmm. We're going to have it covered from every angle, like usual. That includes our Thursday preview show with Mr. Kyle Dvorak. Includes my Thursday rankings. So for Mr. Denny, I'm Mr. Pat. Thank you for listening. Keep enjoying the holidays. We will be back later this week. Dogs are an important part of our lives. That means protecting them from parasites. Ask your vet about NexGuard Plus, a Foxaloner, Moxidectin, and Pyrantal chewable tablets. NexGuard Plus chews provide one-and-done monthly protection against fleas, ticks, heartworm disease, roundworms, and hookworms. Plus, they're delicious and easy to give. Use with caution in dogs with a history of seizures or neurologic disorders. Dogs should be tested for existing heartworm infection prior to starting a preventive. Ask about NextGuard Plus Chews. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Oh, the charcoal mess. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed.